always remember the conversation I had once in one of our uh, meetings getting ready for the plenary council. It was uh, in a little parish and uh, people were sort of doing uh, the most extraordinary things. So we never get together like this. We're very task-oriented now. We, we get together because we're in Vinnie's or we get together as the pastoral council and we've got to get th- through the agenda and time time poor. But it was the first opportunity they had to actually sit down and talk with each other or, more importantly, listen. And there was a young girl, uh, let's say year 11, uh, over in the corner, the youngest that uh, had come to that meeting. And uh, I'll never forget her impressions when she said that, uh, look, listen to you. You should feel sorry for our generation because, look, some of you have been through the Depression and then um, a Second World War and then the whole atomic uh, conflagration and uh, all those sort of different things. And what did you do? You found a rock, which was faith, that in the, uh, the all the changeability of the world, you had something... Our generation hasn't quite found that. So I envy you what you've got, that in a time of difficulty, you have found this rock, which is faith, that you are able to to cling on to. I wish I could do that, and I do, but not necessarily in the same way as you, because we've had it too good. But I I was interested in her analysis of, uh, of what she was hearing from some of the older people. And how her view was very different. And she said, I need that. I want what you've got. So I think, uh, okay, we take into consideration 2016, 30% of the population said they don't have any religion. What are they saying? But maybe a bit like our friends, the atheists, that they're actually rejecting an uh, incomplete or uh, less than ideal form of that. If that's what they mean, okay. Good for them. We need that. However, um, what do you replace it with? Um, And if COVID has put us into this deep anxiety, uh, which I think is at the substrate of of society at the moment, whether it's expressed or unexpressed, uh, then actually that's what faith speaks to. um, And that's what actually hope looks like. Rather than optimism, we don't trade in optimism. Uh, because optimism might or might not happen, but hope shall happen. And the church is the vehicle by which that happens on our journey to the kingdom of God. That was Adelaide Archbishop Patrick O'Regan speaking to ArchD producer James Meston only a few days before the beginning of the Diocesan Assembly. Welcome to the Parishes of Adelaide podcast. I'm Michaela Howard-Jones for the second episode in this special Diocesan Assembly series. And so it was that three days after James spoke with the Archbishop, he and I were at Cabra Dominican College at twilight on a very cool September Friday evening. In the line for some incredible smelling barbecue, James chatted with St. Aloysius Principal Paddy McAvoy and Cabra teacher Georgia Stella. So how's everything going in terms of, of your work and, and the religious life of the school here at Cabra at the yes, moment? Yes, busy, always busy. Yeah. Brings with it many joys, many challenges. Um, it's been an interesting year with rearranging and looking at things 
in a different way with COVID. Yeah. Uh, we had to reschedule our St. Dominic's Day. Yeah, That's a so, big thing. Um, but, you know, we just work as a team and I think it's really forced us to approach faith in the school in a different way. Um, How so? We've, especially last year, we had to do more classroom style liturgies rather than coming together as whole cohorts, year levels. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to try things differently. Normally, Ash Wednesday, we gather in our houses. We did home class Ash Wednesday's lit- liturgies this year and more intimate way of celebrating together. So, yeah. 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 Challenges, sound... but new opportunities. Yeah. Mm. And I guess from a, a whole school perspective, Patty, this is what you have to navigate all, all the while. Mm. So I, I'm really interested to see how discussions around COVID actually affect the discussions that are happening around here in terms of the Dyson Assembly yeah. and moving on to the, the, the Plenary Council. I mean, do, in your, from your perspective, do you see COVID as actually having a, a bearing on the, the, the nature of church moving forward? I think certainly in terms of young people, well, I guess as people in schools, we're here to represent young people. And I think COVID has presented a different range of challenges to young people. The ways that they might have found purpose and meaning in their lives might have changed through this time. So it's a good chance to step back and reflect and say how we as church can reach out to young people yeah. In new ways. What, what are you hearing from them? I mean, you must hear them talk about these things a bit and how COVID affects them. Is there anything that they're saying that kind of takes you by surprise that you wouldn't have expected? You still hear young people say that they're seeking purpose and meaning in their life. Yeah. And uh, it just doesn't necessarily come in the same way. Um, dialogue with each other is really important to them. And hearing each other's stories is, is sometimes much more powerful than hearing the stories of people in the Bible. So it's a challenge for us to make the connections between those stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess the challenge always for, for, for when you hear stories from the Bible and, and hearing them in homilies is how do they relate to yeah. our everyday lives as we live them now? Where are those moments of connection? Where are yeah. those points of connection? Yeah, absolutely. Also out on the lawns, eating dinner was the Apram from CBC. Anthony Callisto, welcome. Thank you very much. Good to have you here. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I've just arrived. I'm just settling in, and it's feeling good. So, what what is your? I mean, in in terms of, uh, uh, I guess, what capacity are you in here today? Are you looking at this at this diocesan assembly, and you're going, I want to be the voice of CBC. I want to be able to have a conversation with people and see kind of what directions uh, 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 ministry and church is moving in around Adelaide and how that can uh, uh, be a part of the work we're doing. What's your kind of thoughts and, and feelings about the whole thing? I feel like you've summarised it quite well. Um, definitely want to see how this is relevant to CBC, but obviously the broader church in general and sort of see where things are going. And I thought this was a great opportunity to learn and to contribute where possible. And I think it's a great direction, getting people together and talking about issues that are relevant to the people based on feedback from a large group of people. So, yeah, a bit of both. And, of course, whatever stems from this will be will influence what I do at, at the college. So, What sort of issues do um, students bring up to you? Like, to them... Uh, what matters to them? Is it about Catholic social teaching? Is it about spirituality? Is it about praise and worship? What sort of stuff are the students talking to you about at the moment? Definitely a lot around relationships, identity and areas of inclusivity. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, and, and just, just matters and where, where the church can, can chime into that. Um, and of course, you know, environmental action is a big focus at the moment as well for schools. It's the season of creation, so we're sort of just trying to discuss that more openly and 
yeah, obviously there's like religious implications speak so strongly to social ones. So yeah, it, it comes up in everything that we do. Just as things outside were beginning to wrap up, James bumped into Gabby Connolly, youth coordinator at St. Luke's Parish. Hello. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you, Gabby Connolly? I'm well, thank you. How good, are you? good, good. What, what brings you to this, this lovely place and this lovely evening? Uh, well, Father Josie asked and I thought, that sounds like a great time. Mm. So, there, there are young people here. You are definitely represented, smaller in number than other people. How important do you think it is that young people's voices are, are heard and, and, and a part of this whole discussion? Oh, well, it's definitely important. I think it's, it's just as important, though, as every other voice being heard. Um, I definitely think, you know, obviously it's always said the youth are the future of the church and the future of everything. So it's definitely important for them to have a say. But I think it's just as important for them to hear what older generations have to say yeah. and to, yeah, see how it all works together. So I think everyone's opinion is important here. So, What are the things that you're most looking forward to, to hearing about and discussing? What are the issues that are closest to your heart in terms of the church moving forward? Uh, I think, you know, getting back to, Father Josie was talking to us earlier about getting back to basics and especially... What does that mean, basics? Well, in the last year, it's been really difficult trying to get confession happening and singing in parishes and just mass in general. So I think trying to make sure that the importance of that isn't understated, um, of, you know, just the, the core parts of being a Catholic. When James headed back into Cal Hall, he went up to the stage where Catholic Education RE consultant Ali Gore was a part of the final preparations for the opening session. What's your gig for tonight, Ali Gore? So I'm doing the commentating the opening prayer, but part of that also involves um, co-opting or begging other people to be part of the process to, to light candles and to read little bits and pieces. So, uh, yeah, cast of thousands for opening prayer. And how's it going? What's the theme of the opening prayer going to be for tonight? It's... Um, it's the we are the body of Christ. So um, one of the exciting little bits is that inside the books that are on the table, um, everyone's got a secret body part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask, what does that look like with trepidation? <laughs> so they've either got an image of eyes or ears or hands, those types of things. At appropriate time in the prayer, we'll actually ask them to, to contemplate who they might belong to and how those people how those people's voices may be heard um, in the in the assembly. That's, that's actually that's very powerful. I oh, know it sounds probably better than the, everyone's got everyone's got a body part. Back outside on the lawns, all of the diocesan assembly participants were about to move inside for the opening session and were welcomed by the chair of the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Catholic Council, John Lukovia. Um, shortly, we're just going to get you to walk inside, but as you walk in, I'm going to conduct a traditional uh, smoking ceremony. Uh, it's very similar to a water blessing, and um, I do the smoking ceremony, which is a cleansing and a blessing. And um, sometimes I got Philip, Father Philip Marshall with me and um, once I get the fire going and then he comes with the holy water and he says, John's made the fire and I've come to put it out. So, <laughs> but if you just make uh, your way through here, um, we've got Michael Connolly is going to play the didgeridoo and um, Bill Denny's going to play the tapsticks, which is calling on the ancestor spirits to come and bring us together as one. 
As each participant moved through the doorway into Cal Hall, they passed through a small cloud of the smoke. What John described as a cleansing and a blessing was really the perfect way to sum up how it felt. MCs for the evening session were Centre Care Director Pauline Connolly and Catholic Education Essay Director Dr Neil McGoran. It's my great pleasure now to introduce Archbishop Patrick O'Regan to address us and thank you Archbishop for the wonderful um, introduction you've had to the Archdiocese and for the impact you're already having. So thank you. I don't know how true it is that there's a book running on how long I'm going to talk, but uh, (laughs) this is a wonderful moment for me because my thoughts go immediately back to the time when I started my time here of installation, where we had, I think, 30 people at the ceremony. So in a sense, I've longed to be with the whole, insofar as we can be representative tonight, of the the diocese. So it's a great joy for me that we can even gather tonight. Now let me begin with an image of worn out shoes. Maybe take a look at your own just at the moment. Well we started with those old pair of boots and there is something rather comforting about something that fits us well, that hugs the contours of our lives that supports us so well wherever we drag ourselves around. These are the boots of a pilgrim or a nomad. So tonight and tomorrow, pull on those boots, cross the threshold of hope and dare to discern and dream. These days will not solve every problem nor answer every question. It's but a humble and important beginning And we take the responsibility given to our generation to open ourselves up to our future in God. Many people ask me how I'm finding Adelaide. And I can say that there are many things that fill me with hope because I can see the hand of God at work. But I also realize that only in God can that hope be fulfilled. The words of an old Irish poem describes my experience so far of being on this journey and being in this place. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. These words spring to mind as we gather for our assembly. My hope is that this will be your experience too. For God is good, good indeed. Coordinator of COYA, Peter Bura, and Acting Chancellor Sarah Moffat then took the stage to speak to the gathered 400 participants about the foundations and process of the Diocesan Assembly. I just have to say, it fills my heart with joy to see all of us here in this place. It's been a long time in planning, and I think, I don't know about you, but 
in the last 18 months, I've really been desiring an opportunity to gather with people in this kind of, this kind of way. And to see you all here, to see us here, really uh, is moving me emotionally uh, tonight. Five years ago, when I came to the Archdiocese of Adelaide to, uh, to head up the youth office, I didn't realize, I didn't know that much about Adelaide. I had been here once before for a year, but I knew that uh, in order to, to do my ministry well, I would have to get to know the Archdiocese better. And the most important part of that really was the stories and the listening to one another. Because in that, I began to understand the context that I was about to minister into. I understood the lives of people in a better way, more deeply. I didn't have any assumptions that I was operating out of in the same way, uh, but I was trying my best to intentionally put myself in relationship with others. And it allowed me to make better decisions for the ministry and the service with young people that I was entering into. And in a sense, that's what we're doing here tonight. We're taking a moment to listen, to observe, to consult with one another as we go forward to making these decisions. And so tonight, we're starting off by looking at our story and understanding a little bit better about our context, who we are as the people of God in the Archdiocese of Adelaide. And so we start by remembering that we are on sacred ground, and we started that way tonight with the beautiful Welcome to Country, that we recognize that God has always been present on this land, that there has never been a time when God was not present. We recognize that our Catholic faith has had a long history. It's been here since the very beginning of the, of the colonies, and it has stretched through these last uh, hundred and some years. We also acknowledge that there have been moments, sometimes long and painful moments, where we have caused harm or we have contributed to harm, and that we need to seek forgiveness and reconciliation. We also recognize that we are not the same archdiocese we were when we were first founded. We're not the same people we were 10 years ago, or five years ago, or even yesterday. We are always changing, and because we are always changing, the church is always changing. And so we looked ahead at what might be in hope, in anticipation, maybe a little trepidation, but we recognize that we must be ready for what is to come. So if we think about our current realities, we know that mass attendance is in continuous decline. It's been exasperated by COVID, that Catholic identity and practice are declining, that culture and society have made and moved away from strict religious adherence, still strongly spiritual but different. COVID continues to impact our communities and our religious practices. We know that online and digital culture is flourishing and for better or worse, where are we online? Sociologists tell us that people are desperate for authentic belonging. 
that it is part of our search for identity and meaning. How are we providing an opportunity for true belonging? So as we go tonight, I think it's really important for each of us to ask ourselves, what do I hope to get out of this assembly? What is it that I want to see for myself? What do I want to see for the community I represent? What do I want to see for the church in Adelaide? So maybe just take a couple seconds to yourself and contemplate that question. What do you hope to get out of this diocesan assembly? And I just want to end with one of my um, favourite sayings um, about Our Lady, who I think is uh, just such the most wonderful woman and the strongest and I think first female leader in the church in my personal view. But just those phrase of Our Lady took this and pondered all these things in her heart. And so tonight I'm just inviting you just to ponder. When you go home, create space to ponder when you wake up during the night, when you get here in the morning, just carry these things in your heart and bring these to your table. So thank you very much to everyone for your generosity in being here. And um, I just hope you have a lovely, peaceful exit trip home and a lovely, strong, healthy sleep. And we'll see you here in the morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. For more on the Diocesan Assembly, subscribe to Parishes of Adelaide podcast to hear all of the on-the-ground action and more incredible behind-the-scenes interviews. Next episode, the conversations and discernment begin the following day with the Saturday sessions. This podcast is a part of the Parishes of Adelaide podcast and was produced by James Meston and me, Michaela Howard-Jones for Arch D Radio and Podcasting. See you next episode.